From earaches to strep tests, there's Minute Clinic at CVS. See a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials. Or see us online with telehealth options. That's healthier made easier. Visit Minute Clinic at CVS today. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. We lost our relationship once on communication. Niggas make mistakes all the time. I was like, bro, you know me? I'm a real nigga. I said I was a hypocrite. Black people, like, we don't have, like, hugs or anything for us to go to to help us develop businesses. I was like, bro, you know me? I'm a real nigga. I said I was a hypocrite. It feels amazing to have friends like that. I have some yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These celebrities never empower small business. We know about discrimination all too well. Why would we discriminate? I was wrong. I love to talk. I love to listen. Goodness. <laughs> I'm a whole lot of one. I was like, bro, you know me? I'm a real nigga. I said I was a hypocrite. As a, a queer woman of color in the United States, well, shit is not easy. You are now listening to The Reality Is. introduce everybody in the podcast listeners to Katrina Jackson, also known as Cat Tat, um, out of Chicago, Illinois. I personally will tell you how I found out about you. I honestly was just on Instagram and you were connected with a, a tattoo artist uh, named Maya Bailey, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, like looking up tattoos because I follow him and then it showed me you. So I was like, okay, this is dope. And then I'm not going to lie, as a guy I saw you and I was like, she's beautiful. She's talented. Her work is dope. <laughs> and then Artesia saw you yeah. on um, The Black Reality Inc. Is. Chicago. Yeah. And she was like, you're following somebody that I actually have watched on this TV show. And she was a cool person or whatever, whatever. And she's like, we ought to try to interview her. And I was like, well, I like the work she's doing. You know, I was already following her. So let's see what happens. So tell everybody a little bit about uh, how do you got the name Cat Tat? And just um, how did you get your role on Chicago Inc.? Okay. Um, well, I got the name Cat Tat um, by pursuing my career as a tattoo artist. Um, I was in, I was actually at school at the time at University of Missouri studying math. And in my free time, I had already, before I even went to college, I had my mind made up that I was going to be a tattoo artist. I was just going to college just because that's what you were supposed to do. Um, so on campus, you know, that's back when Twitter was still kind of, kind of new back in 2009. So I had to make my um, Twitter handle when everybody on campus that saw me was like, oh, that's a cat girl. That's a cat girl. So um, with the first three letters of my name, Katrina being cat, I made it cat, cat girl, just because it sounded good. Yeah. And then that turned into my Instagram and then, I don't know, cat, cat somehow. Um, and then I left school to tattoo full time and started working at Nine Mag in Chicago. Um, we opened up in 2013 and we were just super, super tight. Like we became a family, um, the five of us artists, like immediately just by working together every single day and yeah. long nights, the mornings, um, we became super tight and the production company stumbled upon us and the rest is history. <laughs> Most how did your, how, do you, how did, did your family have any issues with you becoming a tattoo artist? Because I know you said you went to the university of Missouri. That's a great school. And then you went for math. So was it any right. disappointment from your family when you're like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. I'm a, you know, transition and switch lanes to just doing what I really love to do. Well, I was tattooing uh, really like the second I got into college. Um, 
I started tattooing in my dorm. Then I tattooed all breaks, home, winter breaks, summer break. Um, I was grinding, and my family saw me making so much money and saw my passion for it and just how driven and focused I was. And then they saw my grades and how terrible of a student I was. So I stayed in school for like three and a half years, and they encouraged me to stay in school. But my father knew I was not happy. I called him crying. I was so unhappy there. And finally I called my dad crying one last time. And he's like, Trina, just come home. Just just come home. Because he's like, I don't want you to end up being like suicidal or something, but you seem really unhappy. So yeah. he just gave me the green light. And I promised him, like, no, I'm going to make this happen. Like, I'm going to pour my heart into this career. Because they said, tattooing is like a hustle. Yeah. It's not a career, it's a hustle. And I'm like, no, I'm going to make a career out of it. Like, I'm a businesswoman. I'm smart. I'm a hustler. I'm going to do this. Just believe in me. And yeah. they, I had their 100% support since then. So being that I know you from uh, the show, how has the transition been from Chicago to L.A.? Because I know you got like a lot of attention from the show, but it really seems like you're doing a damn thing in L.A. So how has that been? Yeah, um, the, the TV show is a huge platform. I, I don't think I would have been able to. I'm not going to say it would have been impossible, but it would have been really, really hard to move to another city and make a name and open up a big shop in Beverly Hills without a platform. Yeah. So the I'm so grateful for the TV show because it gave me that platform so people could watch me move here and support it and and you know other artists want to connect with me and it's been it's been hard. It, I've been in LA back and forth for 2 years now and after 2 years, you know, it took almost 2 years to finally open up a business. You got to learn the city. Um you got to go through ups and downs you know, all kinds of ups and downs. And, and now I'm finally at a good place, but it definitely didn't happen overnight. Yeah. No, it's crazy that you say that too, because I know when we were out in LA this last time, it was a lot easier for us to get interviews here in Texas. It's a little bit slower. So coming out to LA, we were able to get a lot of interviews and work, but that was my first time being in LA and the culture. I was like, shit, it's dirty out here. It's packed out here. Like, you know, sometimes we complain about where we're at or what we call home and we want to go somewhere else. And like you said, people think they probably look at you and think, oh, you know, she blowing up now. It was easy for her. But like you said, you had to go back and forth through Chicago. So how important is it to tell people about that grind? Because I feel like so many people, they talk about their successes when they're successful, but they don't talk about their failures while they're going through that process. And how how important were your failures to get you to this point? Uh, I think it is so, so important. And, and when people look at social media, it's like you're you're never going to see anybody struggle on social media. Exactly. You know, there's a select few that monetize off of putting their struggles out there. But most people are putting out the good. You know, everybody wants to look perfect. But, um, again, that's why I'm so grateful that I had the platform of Black in Chicago because I was 23 when we got that show. And I when I signed up for it, I knew where I wanted my end goal to be. And yeah. I said, I'm going to be an open book. And I mean, the world has seen me go through some shit. Like mm-hmm. I've, <laughs> I've been through some stuff even on TV. And yeah. I said I was never gonna, I was never gonna hide it. You know, from my relationship struggles to my financial struggles, like I put it all out there. Yeah. And um, I think that that's my responsibility. And I think that's why so many women and you know even men, um, you know, continue to follow me being off the TV show is because I. I, I don't paint a picture like everything is just perfect. It yeah. took a lot to be here. I wish more people did that, you know? Yeah. Because even now, I, I look for people like my role models. So if I have somebody I look up to, I'm digging, digging, digging. Like, yeah. I'm trying to find their struggles. Like, what was it like for them, yeah. you know? 
I don't want to go too deep into the the show, but I did have one question: if you had any regrets mm-hmm. about the way things ended on the show, because I know personally as a as a fan of the show, I didn't like the way it ended. So I was just curious as to right, you. right. Um, I don't have any regrets. I think that God had a purpose for me, and the way that things are playing out, like you know, I'm just happy that I just you know th- there was nothing in that situation that. I could have controlled, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it was like, okay, if God is pushing you out, just let, let see what other doors are going to open. So from that aspect, I definitely don't regret. I think everything that happened needed to happen the way it happened. Otherwise it wouldn't be here. Yeah. But, um, I do, it, it saddens me to see how, just because we were so tight before TV, mm-hmm. it saddens me to see how nobody's as tight other than the girls. Like Charmaine said, my best friend, um, you know, was just out of town with her. We're, all still have like personal relationships, but as a group, it's kind of divided. Yeah. So, um, that saddens me, but I feel like that's something that could, could get back in the future. You know, time heals everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I definitely, I think you've found the right podcast. Cause I know you were saying you like people who keep, you know, they're honest and they're open. And, and I think that's what our podcast is built off of. Not, I think I know, I know a couple of months ago I was talking to people cause people was looking at us and be like, Hey, you guys are doing well. You're getting great interviews. You're traveling, you're doing this. And I'm telling people, yeah, but I know for me, I can't speak for Artizzi, but I was like, I had to eat oatmeal for a week one time to pay for, you know, for a flight okay. to go somewhere. So I was like, yeah, it looks glamorous. It looks great. You know, Oh, you're interviewing Cat Tat or you interviewing Isaac Keys or whatever. But it's so much when you want to, when you want to live your dream or you want to chase your dream you have to give up so much in order to get to this point one of my questions for you was after leaving Chicago Inc and coming to LA what has been one of your biggest struggles um since you've been in LA if you don't mind talking about it or if you have one well I will never forget and I could have very much stayed in Chicago stayed on a tv show you know and been straight right opened up a shop there but I I risked it all by moving to LA I invested all my tv money just to move here yeah so just to move here and then um, build a, a, a presence here and build my clientele here and then open up a shop with no, you know, without a TV show. So mm-hmm. I will never forget. Um, to find you, I spent all my money moving here. And it, it was a very, very costly move. Okay. I just dropped everything. And I will never forget. It was December of 2016. December 2016. I was broke. I was broke as hell. I had to ask my dad to loan me money for rent. I had to scrape up quarters to go and buy toilet paper. I had no money, like no, no, no money. Yeah. So I would, I would never forget that moment. And that, that was like, but it, 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 it sparked the fire under me. Yeah. I'm like, well, how am I broke? I've never been broke before. <laughs> I got I'm a hustler. I got, <laughs> right. I got comfortable being on television. Yeah. I got comfortable being on television, and I moved to LA with that same. Uh, false sense of comfortability yeah. and it wasn't until that moment where I realized that you ain't on TV no more you quit the show you're <laughs> out here you're broke like get it together so that it ignited something in me having to fucking go buy toilet paper with quarters yeah. I'm like oh hell no who am I so that was that was probably my lowest point yeah. and I bounced back it's, some, it's something about how using change to purchase something can humble you because I remember a point in my life when I had to go through a I don't even eat fast food as much as most people do and I remember going through McDonald's a place that I fucking hate and I had to scrunch up quarters and nickels and I love dimes. McDonald's. I hate McDonald's man you don't know what is transpiring inside of your body when you eat that shit <laughs> but I, rem- I remember going through the drive through and I was like let me get two of those double cheeseburgers with extra the pickles McDouble. oh man look at here Dollar and I went here. to the line and 
to not even have two dollars. I had to scrape that shit up and oh, ask for a break for the five cents because I didn't even have the five cents. Mm. And she let me get through with it. I said, yeah. girl, if I was on my game, I'd take you out, but you taking me out tonight. <laughs> but, but no, I, I think talking about those struggles are real. One of the things I wanted to ask you is I am a fan of Amber Rose. Um, and I saw a picture where you uh, visited the slut walk. And I know she has, she gets such a negative um uh, narrative created about what she's doing and a lot of people think uh, she created it but it was created I think by a lady over in Canada and Amber Rose just picked uh-huh. up that torch to bring it here to bring you know a spotlight on how awareness. women women awareness yeah. on how women are being treated what was your experience like uh, visiting the slut walk and what did you take away from it uh, it was just it, it was great it was very very empowering just so many people there just being free so many women there um, you know a lot of people it was everybody just came to unite just for one cause. And I think that um, it's not even about what she's doing. It's the fact that that she did it. People are just mad because she has such a big platform exactly. because she's so comfortable with her sexuality, because she's so vocal about it. But, you know, she what better person because because it is her yeah. and because she does get all that negative, you know, um, uh, feedback on it. But now so many people who would have never even known about it or looked into it yeah. now are paying attention to it. So um, I just love, just, I'm all about that. You know what I mean? I'm comfortable. I do what I want. You know, I don't do what I, it's just about empowerment, you know, Uh, women empowerment and being able to wear what you want. And that's everything that I represent. So I was just honored to be a part of it and just to to be there to witness everything that she's doing. That's what's up. What do you, how dope is it to, I see you taking a lot of pictures in Fashion Over, great dope Mm -hmm. pictures. And I was like, what is it like to, I guess, be, you seemingly are a brand ambassador for them. What has that been like for you? Well, let me tell you this. So when I left Chicago, I had an art studio, right? And Uh I worked with um, South Shore uh, Prep uh, International in Chicago. So when I left, I, I turned my art studio into a boutique, right? And all the girls from the school had to do was show their college acceptance and they can come and get all free clothes. So I gave away my entire wardrobe before I moved to LA. So when I'm out here struggling, I, had, I literally had like two or three outfits, yeah. like, I, well, maybe more than that, but I did not have a wardrobe. And, um, you know, I saw so many, people doing fashion over and I'm like, I'm an artist, you know, I'm a tattoo artist. I don't want to saturate my brand by just doing this or doing that. And so many people are doing this, but I went into fashion over, um, cause they had reached out before. And that's when I was like, I don't want to just be another girl just posting fashion over, you know, um, or any tea or just anything Mm -hmm. because everybody else is doing it. But I went into fashion over, um, they have a, a few stores in the malls. And um, one of the ladies there, I was trying on the, the clothes and she came back and she's just like, you know, we reached out to you, you know, we're, we're really, you know, we're a fan of everything you're doing and, you know, you can take whatever five items that you want. I'm like, really, that's so nice. So from there, I, I called my manager. I said, you know, they were so nice in that store, like so, so nice in that store and we should circle back and work with them. So we did our first uh, run. I looked at their website. I'm like, man, their clothes are super, super cute. Yeah. and. From there, uh, we did a deal and have just grown together. And I mean, they do business well. Their their clothes are super super cute. Like mm-hmm. I wear Fashion Nova, and I'll pair it with a nice bag, a you know, nice pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. And literally, I got people. I'm not even lying. People will come up to me like, "Girl, where did you get that from? Like, you <laughs> yeah. look like money. Like, tell me, I say look like money. I'm like, really, this is Fashion Nova. So uh-huh. they got a lot I, of cute stuff. 
Yeah, but, definitely. And I don't promote anything that I don't believe in. You know, so it's just good to rock with a brand that I, I really rock with. Like, I'm really wearing these clothes to work or to wherever, you know? Now, if you could talk to him about always being sold out of that cute stuff, that would be great. Because <laughs> I, I can't really get what I want when I go to the website. But um, I also... <laughs> On your Instagram, I noticed that um, you do a lot to give back. So just as much as you're, you know, making strides in your personal life, you do a lot to give back. What are some causes that are most important to you and why? Um, well, one of the causes, uh, probably like, yeah, domestic violence is a huge cause. It's something that I went through in 2015, right before we got the TV show. Like, I mean, literally right before we got the TV show. That happened. And then I went to the courthouse to like, the domestic violence, like courthouse to, you know, just get like restraining order. And then my car got towed outside yeah. of that. Right. And I remember I was talking to my best friend and I'm like, why is this happening to me? She's like, girl, something good is about to happen. And literally the next day we got a phone call saying that our show was green lit. So I, I felt that at that moment, like for me to just the timing of everything. And I felt like it's my responsibility to open up about that. Cause I know how I felt. I'm yeah. like, I, I thought they, stuff like that didn't happen to girls like me you know and I'm like this happens to everyone everybody and just like you said it's important to talk about the struggles I'm like it's important for me because people see this girl who's just chasing her dream like no I was going through some shit Mm -hmm. Um, you know and thankfully I got out of it but I didn't know if I was going to get out of it alive so I like being hands on with um, I work a lot with the Genesee Center for Domestic Violence they provide all the resources for women to get out their situations. I mean, they provide housing. Like when you think domestic violence shelters, you think like these big rooms full of, no, they're providing individual apartments for women and their families and, and clothing. And I got to donate, you know, some shoes for my shoe dazzle collection. And they were just so happy. And, you know, um, I think that stuff like that is amazing. Um, I also do a lot with high schools and, you know, education and back to school drives and, you know, kids that can't, necessarily afford or you know parents that can't necessarily afford all the supplies that do school drives and just any opportunity I have to help um, yeah. is really important I remember what it was like being a kid and you know just it's, it's the small things that matter yeah and yeah I definitely agree with that I, I, now how hard is it and how important is it for you to be seen as an artist and how important is it for people to know of your talents you're a beautiful woman and they see you wearing Fashion Over, you're posing for Fashion Over, and some people can get a misconception sometimes on social media about who a person is. And I'm an artist myself. I draw, I I took interest in what you do because I draw, and I used to paint, and I know you paint. But how important is it for people to see the crafts and the artistic, the uh, artistry of what it is that you do as opposed to aesthetically, you know, what they're looking at every day? Right, yeah. um, That's just a part of uh, branding and, and strategy and if you look at my page like but between every fashion over picture you're going to see some amazing tattoos and yeah. i make sure to put you know my business in my bio so if you just look a little you'll see that i'm much more than you know fashion over girl or you know brand ambassador and see you know first thing that you see if you go to my shop you can see the location the address of my tattoo shop you'll see beautiful tattoos i try to post a little bit of everything um tattoos paintings uh you know, art from the other artists in my shop and, and fashion, you know, because that's something that I'm, that I'm getting into. So, um, and my website. So it's just all a part of just branding and and balance and strategy, I'd say. 
<laughs> now for me, I know when I I know when I paint and when I used to draw, for me it was like I, I like to create art, but also it was therapeutic for me. Do you paint because it's therapeutic or do you paint for like I know when I interviewed my Bailey, he was like, I don't do anything for therapy. He's like, I don't have that luxury or I never had that luxury. He was like, Everything that I paint or I do, it's a hustle and it's for money. What is your you know, do you ever right. just draw in your free time or is it the same way you do what you do for the love of it along with getting paid for it? Yes, definitely. Um, uh, the the thing is with with painting, like tattooing, is me providing a service, right? So I mm-hmm. have to take your ideas and create your piece of art. With painting, I get to paint whatever I want, so it is a bit of release. But even when I'm painting, I'm still painting, knowing that I have an art show coming up, that I have a deadline, you know, so that I could sell these paintings. Yeah. So it is a little therapeutic, in that I don't have to worry about thinking somebody, you know, and making sure their idea is perfect. It's a little break from that into painting my ideas and then bringing people out to see what I wanted to paint. Okay. Now, but it's still a hustle behind it. It's still a hustle behind <laughs> what, what would you like people to know about like Cat Tat? Like I say, for the misconceptions people can just see and or look at you and be like, oh, she may be this, but what is something that you feel like people should know about you outside of what you do for, you know, domestic violence and speaking and giving back? What else is there that's paramount about you that you think people should know about you? I don't know. I feel like I put everything out there. I, feel, yeah. I, I honestly feel like I'm like friends with like all my followers. Like yeah. I feel like they know me, you know, like even when I get on live and stuff, yeah. like I'm just myself because I guess, cause I've already put myself out there to the world on TV. You know, yeah. I guess there's some things now that I'm a business owner that I have to like clean up. Like my publicist and them will tell me like, stop partying on your stories all the time. Keep that <laughs> shit private. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I'm a family girl, I guess. Cause yeah, that, yeah that part. Cause that's something that people they, like, they did not show one member of my family on the show. Like mm-hmm. not one. And we filmed scenes like with my family and they, you know, ended up like getting cut, but I'm like, do they want to make it look like I'm just don't have a family, yeah. but I'm, I'm so uh, family oriented. I have family first. My brother did my family first tattoo. He's not even a tattoo artist. Yeah. And I tattoo family first on all my family. But my family is my support system. They're my rock. Like I would not be able to function without them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that. <laughs> That's a dope thing. Now I, I heard you did. Now I didn't see it because I didn't watch the show. But I know when I when when we booked this interview, Arteezy was like, you know, she did her own tattoo on her own leg. And I was like, what? Man, how did you do that shit? Because I, I didn't get my first two tattoo until I was 28. I'm 36. And the first tattoo, I thought it was going to be so painful. And some of them are painful, like um, the inside of my bicep. That was painful. But how was it doing your own thigh? I don't know. Was it a bet? What what made you even do this? Um, I was really impulsive. Uh, I still am kind of impulsive. But back then, I was just, I don't know, I was just anxious to tattoo. I, that was literally just one of those spare the moment things. Yeah. And, um I, I had started it like uh, before we started filming. And then when we were filming, the producers were like, do you think you could finish that tattoo on your leg? And I'm like, all right. So that was like <laughs> one of my first, I think that was the first tattoo I did on the show. It's not mm-hmm. like the second. Um, and I, I just poured up a little Jameson just to like kind of warm me up a little bit. And I just did it. Like if you watch the clip, like I'm like, dang, I, I literally, there was no thought. I was just tatting and talking to Ryan and, yeah just filming I don't I don't know that was one of those I guess blackout moments like when you just go in and you just zone out Do you work. know like yeah but I, I would have never guessed that that because that's what people still remember about me they're like girl she's tied her own leg and 
like, yeah, I guess I did. (laughs) (laughs) So before we wrap it up, uh, what's next for you? Like any current projects, anything you have coming up that you wanted to share? Um, Well, I have the third annual um, Cat Cat Art Show coming up this December in Los Angeles um, where you'll be able to see more of my artwork and artwork also from the other artists at the shop. And other than that, I'm really just focused more than ever on my tattoo shop. It's my first business and Mm -hmm. it really just requires all of my attention. So Mm -hmm. that's all I got going on right now. For real. And hopefully you'll see me on TV again soon. Black and Gellin, what's up? Let's put it it out there. (laughs) That'll be dope. We passed by the shop actually um, before leaving LA. And we definitely got to come back because I want to get a tag. Yeah, I'm going to get me one, too. Yeah. If you're doing them on your thigh like that, yeah. man, I, I need to go in and get me some work done. I still got a whole uh, left forearm that needs some work on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll take care of you. All right, let them know where they can find you at on social media. Um, I'm Cat Chat Girl, K-A-T-T-A-T-G-I-R-L on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Bad, bad, bad. So before we get in the shop, the shop is... Enigma Beverly Hills. Enigma Beverly Hills. Okay, that's what I was going to say because I remember seeing it. I was mm-hmm. up here passing a note um, in the background over here and I was like, ain't Enigma tattoo yeah. shop in LA? So yeah. I wanted to make sure everybody know about that. But before we get out of here, man, be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. Also follow us at The Reality Is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on all streaming platforms. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, be sure to email us at info at therealityis. Last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. We don't care if it's a good review. We don't care if it's a bad review. We just want to hear from you. And if you have the podcast, Power to employ and empower someone, please do so. Be sure to follow Cat Tat. Go check her out. If you're in LA, go to Enigma. Check out. She's doing a lot of great things. She is bigger than Fashion Nova. And I think you you also model Pretty Little Thing, too, right? Yeah. Okay. Pretty Little Thing. And I also have a, a line with Shoe Dazzle. Okay. Okay. And Shoot. Oh, man, look out here. I need to come on to LA and get me some of that <laughs> LA money. Things is looking good for you. <laughs> now, but again, Kat, I want to say we appreciate you. This is Katrina Jackson. I want to make sure people know who you are, not just Kat Tat. But I want to say personally from uh, the reality is thank you. Thank you, Arteezy, for setting this up. Thank you, uh, Spider, for doing the engineering on this yeah. episode. And again, Kat, thank you. We wish you well and the best of luck with everything coming up, man. Thank you so much. Not a problem, not a problem. Always remember to inhale courage to exhale success, and we'll check you guys later. Been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's Power Cash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable.